0: Sixty-eight hours after issuance. See bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, guiding your gridiron journey. None other than your host, former NFL lineman Ross Tucker. Oh yeah it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a monster Monday presented of course by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Most of you know that if we've got some new listeners or viewers, that is awesome. This show is daily Monday through Friday throughout the football season. We go three days a week in the offseason, but you got us for five days a week until the Super Bowl. We got a bunch of other shows as part of our platform. Mondays, we also record the College Draft podcast, which I love because we talk about the biggest games in college football, which there's a lot of them with Conference Championship Saturday coming up. And then we talk about the best prospects in those games, give you guys a little sneak peek, look ahead for the NFL Draft, and then Emory ends up making the picks against the spread for college football. He's been very good so far this year. Tuesday's Even Money podcast, which is wildly popular, even if you're not into betting. If you're into betting, it's mandatory. Even if you're not into betting, you should definitely check it out. Wednesdays and Thursdays, episodes one and two of the Fantasy Feast podcast. and Of course, you can check out the business of sports every week, but this show is daily, usually about 25, 26 minutes or less Mondays one of my favorite days just kind of give you the overarching themes the takeaways from the Sunday that was in the NFL and then the only things you really need to know at least in my opinion that happened in each game that matter moving forward please check me out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL and really our platform is at Ross Tucker pod Twitter Instagram Facebook We love those of you that spread the word, really in any way. It's easiest for us to see it via social media, unless you go ahead and send us an email, ross at rosstucker.com, with the unique way that you may have chosen to spread the word. But it's pretty cool, those of you that engage with us on social in any way, or we can tell that you spread the word. We love that. Take advantage of any of our sponsors. There's a bunch of good ones. Babbel. Express VPN, HubSpot, GameTime, DoorDash, etc. Just make sure if you take advantage of them, which you should, you email it to me, ross at rosstucker.com, so I can be sure to name you the winner at the end of the week and send you a cool signed press pass. Love those of you that check us out on the DK Network and the various video platforms like youtube.com slash NFL Patron of the day Peter Steck, S-T-E-C, we are still racking up the patrons, which I love. I mean, we're we're going into week 13, and we're still getting more and more patrons each week. More and more people becoming part of the Tuckheads family. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Very, very cool. It's Big Show time. The Big Show.
2: All right, Ross, before we get into each of the games, what were your overall themes from week 12 across the NFL?
1: Well, so we did the three Thanksgiving Day games, obviously, on Friday morning. We did not uh, do the Black Friday game yet, so we'll dive into that. But I would say yesterday in particular, Jack, I'm really disappointed in the officiating. I'm really disappointed. And I said this, I I do this uh, daily Ross report on social media every morning, just talking about the Eagles in a minute or less. And I really thought that the Eagles benefited greatly in that game from the officiating. Now, the flip side is, I didn't think it was a roughing the passer on Nick Morrow. So it wasn't like the Eagles got every call. But, man, there were a bunch of calls that seemingly went the Eagles' way in that game. But then, you know, even you watch the the Ravens' chargers last night. And Geno Stone hits Justin Herbert clear as day out of bounds. There's no call there. Sawyer comes over, the guard, to protect his quarterback as he should, and then he gets the penalty. And that just became probably a four-point swing. You know, instead of the Chargers being real likely to get a touchdown, they had to settle for a field goal. And so I'm frustrated. It's a really hard game to officiate. There's a lot of rules. There's a lot of people on the field. Everything happens so much faster when you're on the field than it does on TV, right? Or it does when you have slow-mo, which is why we need to help these guys more. Where was it? um, There was a play, Jack, during the Eagles game where it was like, oh, when they said that Hurts had fumbled, Mm -hmm. you know, when his arm was clearly going forward, and then like within 10 seconds, they're like, the ruling on the field is incomplete. Because somebody said in their ear, no, that was incomplete. Call it incomplete. You'd like to think, that the problem with that is, how do you know when to do that, when not to do that, I guess. But, doesn't it seem like that's the way it should be? That like, we all see it. You know, whoever saw it first, and just says, no, no, it was incomplete. Okay, cool. And we move on to the next play? I don't know. Um, I understand the concerns about that, but, Feel like, I'd rather have that and be able to get these things right than have as many mistakes as there are. A couple of the things that jumped out to me, I guess um, kickers, right? I mean, I feel like this is our theme a couple times a year, Jack, but Jake Elliott, a 59 yarder in those conditions. Like, are you kidding me? Just absolutely ridiculous for the Eagles to tie it. And then it goes into overtime. And then, meanwhile, the Texans kick a 58-yarder. And Matt Amendola hits the crossbar. Hits the crossbar. Probably would have gone into overtime. But instead, the Jags win. So just the difference in those kicks, right? I mean, Matt Amendola was inside, 58-yarder. Jake Elliott's outside in the rain and wind and makes a 59-yarder. And then a a, a couple other things I think are, are worth noting. Red zone turnovers. Man, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of red zone turnovers, and they are killer. You're taking points off the board. I think Ritter for the Falcons had a couple more. I mean, just... And then coaching decisions. I see a lot of questionable coaching decisions. I mean, Doug Peterson, end of the half, the Jags are at the one and a half. And... I personally think in that instance, you take the field goal. They're up six. You take the field goal to go up by nine. Because you're not getting the advantage of if you don't get it with one second left. If you don't get it, you're not pinning the other team deep. So you're losing that advantage in that situation. And then one of the ultimate head scratchers to me, Sean McDermott. Sean, you, you have Josh Allen. He's playing... Awesome. The Eagles really haven't been able to slow you down that much. First of all, I can live with them calling a timeout before the last offensive snap for the Eagles to make sure their defense was set. I I can live with that. But to call a timeout in that situation to ice Jake Elliott, maybe if there's three seconds left and there's no chance that you would get the ball... With time, but you don't ice the kicker in that situation? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The Bills could have had two timeouts and the ball and twenty seconds. And said they only had one timeout and the ball and twenty seconds, but still, it was just a couple years ago that they saw the other team get a field goal with 13 seconds. 13, you had seven more seconds. I just, I, I, I really, really hate the mentality that that sent the team for the Bills, and it cost them. It usually does. The last thing I would say, Jack, i got a lot of themes this week. The last thing I would say is just kind of um, the culture, you know? Like late in an Eagles-Bills game, I expect the Eagles to win and the Bills to lose. I don't know how it's going to happen, And it doesn't happen every time, but that feels like the culture, the DNA of those teams right now. Same with last night. It's 13-10, Ravens-Chargers. Who did you think was going to win that game? Uh, You know what I mean? Like, of course you you think it's going to be the Ravens and not the Chargers. It's just, it's uncanny. And you wouldn't think it's like, this isn't high school football where it's like a tradition over years. It's not like college, but... Even in the NFL, it feels like that is a real thing. Just like it's a real thing, that every website, everything out there knows your IP address. Whether it's your phone, your computer. ExpressVPN is an app I have on my phone and computer that encrypts all of my online traffic. So whatever I do stays private. By the way, I know you probably think incognito mode does the same thing. It doesn't. Incognito mode does nothing except basically hide your history from yourself. So anyway, that's why I partnered with ExpressVPN to get you a special holiday offer. Go to expressvpn.com Tucker right now. And you can get three extra months free. That's EXPR dot slash Tucker. ExpressVPN.com slash Tucker to learn more.
2: All right, Ross, Miami is making a push for the one seed in the AFC following their blowout victory of the Jets on Black Friday.
1: Feels like that game was a year ago. Uh, Alan Lazard, a healthy scratch for the Jets. That's... Boy, yikes. That's bad. They're paying him a double-digit million dollars a year to be a healthy scratch. And then Tim Boyle was not really good. I mean, it's it's crazy that this is who the Jets chose to have behind Aaron Rodgers. Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle. He wasn't good, but he's going to start again this week against the Falcons. The Javon Holland Hail Mary pick six was like an unbelievable... Jets play, like the quintessential Jets play, I would say. Uh, Jalen Phillips tore his ACL, uh, tore his Achilles for the Dolphins. That is a killer. And honestly, Jack, the Jets defense starting to fold a little bit. I don't know if it's just like the frustrations with the offense, uh, too many snaps on that side of the ball. They had a lot of snaps in the first three quarters of that game against the 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 Dolphins, but they're kind of wilting, especially in the second half of these games.
2: The Falcons discover they have a shiny new Bijan Robinson at their disposal. They win twenty four fifteen. 24 15.
1: Well, so we just talked about, um, one of my themes was red zone turnovers. I forgot about the saints. I forgot about Jesse Bates, Derek Carr, threw a pick six in the red zone to Jesse Bates. I mean, think about that. That is a minimum 10 point swing. Maybe a fourteen-point swing, and then Jesse Bates also punched the ball out from Taysom Hill in the red zone, which is more points. I mean, Jesse Bates has already literally won a couple games for the Falcons. They gave him a lot of money, and he is well, well worth it. Bijan had a big day. You know, I thought it was Bijan Robinson, and now you listen to them. And on TV, they say Bijan. No, Bijan. Bijan. I
2: thought it was Bijan because he has that mustard, like the NIL deal he had, and it was like Bijan's Dijon mustards. So that's why I
1: thought. I always thought it was Bijan, and I've been saying Bijan, but if you watch the games, they're not saying Bijan. They're saying, like, Bijan. It's weird. Anyway, whoever he is, number seven, he had a big day. Cordero Patterson was running hard. Algier, I kind of like how the Falcons just keep throwing these fresh bodies at you. Desmond Ritter is still turning it over too much for the Falcons, but the Saints defense or the Falcons' defense kind of saved the day. I mean, every time the Saints would get into Falcons' territory, they either turned it over or they had to settle for a field goal, and it cost them five field goals for Groupie, and, then, and he even missed one.
2: Steelers' offense is 400 yards for the first time since 2020, but they get the 16-10 win over the Bengals.
1: That's unbelievable. 58 games in the first game without Matt Canada. The first game, Jack. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Six plays of 20 yards or more, 150 rushing yards, and the Bengals' defense has not been great this year, but it's not like a bad defense. And it could have been, I mean, they just didn't put up a lot of points. I thought Tomlin should have challenged the Deontay Johnson touchdown. And then I guess he was so upset about that. Deontay's not paying enough, pay attention to standing there as Jalen Warren fumbles. Really bad look. Browning was obviously not great for the Brent Bengals to a bad interception. T.J. Watt had a couple sacks. What else is new? It helps when you don't block him at all on the one.
2: Jacksonville gets a massive win over the Texans to secure some room in the AFC South race,
1: 24-21. Well, the Jags won the game, but I do want to say it is wild, the confidence that C.J. Stroud has in Tank Dell. I mean, he just throws up to him now. He just has that level of faith. Tank Dell is not a big dude, and C.J. Stroud will just chuck it up down the field in like, Contested catch situations. Both teams lost important offensive linemen. Titus Howard for the Texans. Cam Robinson for the Jags. I really did not like Doug Peterson going for the touchdown at the end of the first half with one second left. But um, they ended up winning anyway. I already kind of talked about that. And then even on the flip side, the Texans, third and fourth and one, and you throw the ball more than 30 yards downfield each time. I just, you got to get the first down. I mean, maybe on third down, if you got a lot of confidence in a fourth down play to make sure you convert, but both plays, that was a little overly aggressive, I thought.
2: The Colts continue to find ways to win, this time beating the Bucks 27-20.
1: I thought it was interesting, by the way, Jack, that earlier in the half, earlier in the game, Baker Mayfield got hurt. I guess it was his ankle on a quarterback sneak. There was no tush-push. There was no brotherly shove, right? Like, which just goes to show you, first of all, the Eagles haven't had one guy get hurt on the play all year. And yet these other teams have a guy get hurt when they're not even doing the push from behind. Colts defense, I thought dominated for the most part. Sacks, pressures, turnovers all over Baker Mayfield. And it just felt like every time the Bucks would answer the Colts, the Colts would get it done again. Jonathan Taylor, by the way starting to heat up a little bit for the Colts, which I think is a really, really good sign. You know what else is a good sign, Jack? When you're smart enough to realize why leave the house if you're hungry. Just like the clock will stop on this podcast in seven minutes, whenever the game clock stops, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Pizza cravings hit at halftime, ordering time. You're dreaming about tacos during a timeout, boom, they're on your doorstep. Wait, you want burgers, chips, dips, drinks, and wings instead? Even better. Order on DoorDash and get everything you want delivered without missing a minute of the game. You know, Jack, you need to wash it down with something. So as you saw on my social media over the weekend, at Ross Tucker NFL, I wash it down with some Labatt Blue Lights with my friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York.
2: Next. C from a Bronx tale leads the Giants to a victory over the Patriots. 10 to 7.
1: Who, who'd who you say?
2: C. Have you never seen a Bronx tale?
1: I have. Yeah, he does look like him. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't remember that they called him C.
2: Yeah, that was like his nickname.
1: Um. Terrible. And, I mean, Mac Jones. It's sad. Like, Mac Jones is a broken... I don't know if he's a broken man but he's a broken quarterback. Terrible, terrible interceptions. The one led to the impressive Isaiah Hodgins stiff arm touchdown, the only touchdown for the Giants. Mac Jones benched at halftime. And then the Patriots very much play for a field goal late in the game. Like, you can't play for a field goal more than they played for a field goal. And, of course, because they did that, Ryland misses a 35-yarder. Um... McKinney and Okereke were the key for the Giants' defense. And I think uh, I'd be encouraged if I'm a Giants fan about this Jalen Hyatt. Had a career high. Looks like he's coming on a little bit.
2: Carolina falls to 1-10 as a coaching change looms, losing to the Titans
1: 17-10. Jeffrey Simmons and Danico Autry dominated the Panthers' offensive line. Panthers' offensive line is bad. I mean, I know they kind of have been all year, but yikes, just... Not good. And honestly, I feel like Bryce Young's pocket presence is a little bit questionable. Levis started strong, but cooled off. The Panthers just have so many injuries. What a lost, terrible year. And they don't even get the benefit of getting the number one pick as a result because they already traded it. I mean, just awful.
2: The Rams declare they're not dead yet, beating up on the Cardinals. At home or no? They are I forget if they're home or away. Thirty-seven fourteen.
1: Yeah, it was at Arizona, and Stafford was awesome. Kyron Williams, Stafford was awesome in this game. But Kyron Williams first game back over two hundred scrimmage yards. The Cardinals scored on first on their first drive, but then they stalled out. Kobe Turner, another rookie for the Rams, making plays. Ford runs away from
2: the Broncos like it's nineteen ninety six again, but Denver gets to win twenty nine twelve.
1: You're so proud of that one. I love it. <laughs> I, I like when you are like when I can tell you're especially proud. Um, listen, the Broncos ran it very effectively. They took advantage of seemingly every scoring opportunity they were given. You're right. Ford did run well, but the Cleveland settled for field goals. The fumble on the reverse after DTR got hit and hurt killer Amari Cooper and miles Garrett, both hurt miles Garrett in a sling. Awful DTR got rocked by Browning. I did not think that that should have been a penalty. I thought that was a clean legal hit.
2: Kansas city gets a big win on the road. 31 17 against the Raiders.
1: I have to think that Roderick Teemer was going to be inactive for the game. Anyway, I've never heard of a guy getting a DUI the morning of a game the Raiders actually raced out to a 14 nothing lead. Aiden O'Connell was looking good getting the ball. Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs had that long touchdown run. That was about it. After that, Mahomes totally took over. Big days for Kelsey and Rasheed Rice. Three straight touchdown drives for the Raiders opponent, the Chiefs.
2: 2,000 years later, Zacchaeus gets up top in a big moment again as the Eagles win in overtime, 37-34.
1: I don't even know that reference. What's that one?
2: It's a biblical reference. Zacchaeus, the tax collector, got up in a sycamore tree to see Jesus. I didn't even – my dad came up with that one. I wish I could take
1: credit. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, the Eagles are my fourth quarter pick. Sponsored by HubSpot Sales Hub, the software that makes it easy to find, track, and close more deals all in one place. So you can win Q4. I really don't know at this point. If it's Nick Sirianni. And the culture he's created. I don't know if it's Jalen Hurts. And just how calm and poised he is in those situations. Maybe it's just what's been built up over the years. With Kelsey and Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. And the core group of guys that won the Super Bowl six years ago. But... It is so impressive what the Eagles were able to do. Second half of these games, fourth quarter in particular, in overtime. And even when it's not perfect and they have to settle for a long field goal, the kicker comes in and makes it. It's really, really impressive to watch. I thought, Jack, that this was obviously the game of the day. Just an incredible football game. And I think everybody listening or watching YouTube.com slash NFL, you know my affinity for the Buffalo Bills. So that was a uh, very much a mixed emotions game for me. The Bills I mean Josh Allen played awesome. The the Bills did so well in the first half on defense in particular. They should have been up by like 20 points at halftime. And I said this on the Ross report, but they 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 did, they got a raw deal from the officiating. But you know what? They should have won anyway. You know, like it, it would have made it even sweeter if they won anyway. Heartbreaking, really devastating loss for the Bills, especially with their schedule coming up.
2: The Ravens beat the Chargers in the road, twenty ten, while LA moves to four and seven on the season.
1: Ravens' offense not great. Uh, yeah, I think they were moving it okay without Mark Andrews, but settling for field goal attempts. Justin Tucker even missed one, which was like the internet was about to melt down. It's a good thing they drafted Zay Flowers. I mean, Zay Flowers had a rushing touchdown late in the game to seal it, had that receiving touchdown early. He's got some good end zone celebrations. Chargers can't do much. I mean, even when they do move the ball, Eckler fumbles, Keenan Allen fumbles, Clowney gets that huge trip sack. As the Ravens win, Chargers lose. Not a big surprise. I think we're done here for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shout out to MyFrontPageStory.com. I am imploring you to at least go to the website and check it out because I can assure you it is awesome. MyFrontPageStory.com. Backoffice of go bangles.com, steakhouseports.com, humanheadnyc.com, sporticulture, pizza boy brewing.